this third episode of 1883, someone gets bit on the butt by a snake. I just feel like we need to say that up front. Yeah. It happens. I don't really know. I mean, that might be all we need to talk about. <laughs> a girl <laughs> gets bit on the butt by a rattlesnake and then she dies. So we should like, all be thankful for modern medicine because snake bite to butt meant death. <laughs> and it was just, it was really an incredible moment because it was in like this really dark montage about death. Yeah. And then a girl like pulled down her pants to go to the bathroom and snake bite to the butt. Snake bite to the butt. What a way to go. <laughs> what a way to go. <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, that was essentially the theme of this week's episode of 1883, the Yellowstone prequel, which we are kind of recapping here on Must Watch. I am Jean Bentley. I'm Lauren Peaster. Yep, and and we're entertainment reporters, and we, I think we're both really enjoying 1883. Oh, I'm I'm loving yeah. it. I really I think, loved this episode. This episode was great. I, I think that it, it gave you a good feeling of how the show was going to be set up for, on a weekly mm-hmm. basis, right? Because the first two episodes, we really had to learn about what was happening and where we were and who these people are. I still don't know their names, really, but <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there. Slowly but surely. This week, I really got um, Thomas is uh, yes. Monica Garrett's character. Listen, name. That, Thomas, that's the character name I, I took away from this week. Yes. I was so thrilled that Thomas got so much more to do this week. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes, Thomas. Yeah. So, Lauren, tell us about what essentially happened on this week's episode. It was called River. Yes. So basically it starts off with like, there's a lot of death on journeys like this, but the literally the worst thing for everyone is when they come upon a river. Because first of all, rivers, as we learned in the first episode, river water dangerous to drink without boiling it. And they have to like get all of this stuff through the river. So basically the river kind of stopped them in their tracks for a bit. Right. Right. Because they had to figure out like how to get across it with all their stuff. Yeah, should we go north and then go west? Should we cross it? You know, it was yeah. and it was kind of a big point of contention between Tim McGraw and Sam Elliott. Yes. They do not have the same opinions very often. No. So, but it was kind of a it was kind of a stopping point for this journey where they like they set up camp, they were dealing with cattle, they were finding dinner. They yeah. were dealing with some thieves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and it, it started the episode, as you, as you mentioned, it started with a montage of just the deadly things that can happen yeah. on the road. And some of them were questionable. Yeah. Like the first one was like, it looked like they pushed a wagon over a man. And I was like, that felt really preventable. Yeah, it did. But also like, I guess they didn't realize that it was going over the man as it was running yeah over. I, don't I don't know, know. it was strange yeah. it just felt like <laughs> it just felt like so it was it, like so, yeah did someone push him so yeah. in addition to you know the the dangers of of the open country the the wildlife the rattlesnakes to the butt you know the the rushing water of the river 
there's also you could fully just get run over by your covered wagon or mm-hmm. bandits can come basically or you, know, uh, you can get eaten by a coyote a fox what yeah. was that yeah. a dog <laughs> yeah something like that but oh yeah you could and you know there's a lot of dangers on the road and i guess last week after we watched the first two episodes we were really wondering like how is this journey going to shape this girl so she gets to that place that we saw at the beginning of the show? And this uh, episode really opened up with like showing us that th- mm-hmm. it's dangerous and you kind of start to get used to death a little bit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think we both were kind of t- taken with the gypsy woman who lost her husband. Yes. And who was immediately like, I got to find another husband. I don't know what else to do. So, and here's Sam Elliott. Want to be my husband? I mean, like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be like, yes, Sam Elliott, I will make you a great wife. Because yeah. you're the one who knows how to do everything. <laughs> you know how to do everything. He, he, he and Thomas are kind to the woman Um, when all of the Germans yeah. were being really mean to them and um they're competent and he they the two men helps helped her horses drink water gave water to her sons and it's like yeah that is that is kind of sexy you know competent it was i mean yeah I, yeah <laughs> competent <laughs> but yeah i mean what's a husband for other than Doing things. Doing things. They're very competent <laughs> and and also they were kind, except, you know, part of their defending of this woman was making an example of this German dude who stole from them. Um, men getting revenge. Men getting revenge. Basically, this German guy was like, well, your husband stole this stuff from me. And Sam Elliott was like, nah, that's not how we roll here. You can't do that. You can't steal from this widow who's like just trying to make it with her two little boys. Yeah. I also feel like how it like, isn't this kind of a communal situation at this point? Shouldn't they just kind of be trying to make sure everybody has food and everything? I guess so. Except Tim McGraw is like, I only care about my own family and son. It's like, I know you've made that clear. (laughs) (laughs) Except it's not true because Tim McGraw has basically taken charge of the cattle and everybody yeah. needs the cattle. So like, no, yeah. he's kind of, he, he, he's, he yeah. is taking, taking care of other families in a way by taking charge, but that's probably, he just he like wasn't competent. <laughs> yeah. He is very competent. He obviously doesn't want people to die. He no. just also doesn't want them to be his responsibility. Yes. Which I understand that too. I don't, I don't yeah. be responsible for anything. I don't have to be responsible for. <laughs> Very true. Oh my God, <laughs> Do, I on. think I think a lot about the Kanye West tweet where he was like, "Somebody left a water bottle next to me on the plane. Like now, I have to be responsible for this water bottle." Yeah. Oh God. I think about it a lot. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I I don't remember that tweet, but like I get that. I feel that. I don't want to have to deal with this. This is my problem now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially what uh what. Tim McGraw's whole thing is like, oh God, I am responsible for these people because they know nothing. <laughs> and he doesn't want to be. <laughs> okay, wait, I'm just gonna read you this tweet the from Kanye that I think okay. about regularly. Okay. I hate when I'm on a flight and I wake up next to a water bottle next to me, like, oh great, now I gotta be responsible for this water bottle. Yeah. Me. It's true. <laughs> it's true. This think about it all the time. From Kanye really is a very <laughs> 
perfect metaphor for the way that these pioneers are feeling in 1883. (laughs) Listen, like if someone was going to steal the water bottle, like it'd probably take care of it, but like they don't want to. It's not their water bottle. Yeah. And now it's your water bottle. Now you got to be responsible for it. I get it. Except anyway, the gypsy woman. The gypsy woman. (laughs) Was that a tangent? I don't know. It was relevant. Well, it's but fine. wait, we have to talk because so like Sam Elliott was like, no, I had a wife. I don't want another wife. But then Thomas, LaMonica Garrett comes in and he's like, hey, you don't want to marry that crusty bastard anyway. That's what he called him. Yeah. And he was like, we're going to get you to Portland. We're going to find you a new husband. It'll be great. And like, and I was like, hello. Hello, Thomas. Yeah. And Thomas, I think you single Thomas. <laughs> yeah, they they heard us last week being like, we need more hot cowboys. And they had him take off his hat and like show us his like salt and pepper beard. And I was like, hello. Oh, oh hello, sir. Hello, sir. Yes, I, I agree. Um, Thomas, you need a wife? Thomas, Thomas is the hot cowboy of the week. He might yeah. be the hot cowboy of the week every week. It might be, but we don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> this is only week two, so it's fine. <laughs> Can anyone beat him? You know, you know, maybe little flirty boy is gonna maybe but like he needs to take a bath (laughs) yeah he's dirty (laughs) like literally physically dirty that's i don't mean it's not a judgment they made him it's just they made him look gross he and he and his little friend remind me of the like um the like silly pirates and pirates of the caribbean like the guy who does who's who has a wooden eye like you know what i'm talking about (laughs) no on the ride or the movie (laughs) no the movie oh (laughs) I haven't seen the movie in a long time, though. I'm, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've listen, all those Pirates of the Caribbean fans out there who are also listening to this podcast will know what I'm talking about. They just look kind of gross, but like lovable. Yeah, it's <laughs> likable. I mean, yeah, this this kind of happened toward the end of the episode, but we see him and the daughter whose name I'm blanking on because they didn't say it this week. Did they? Did they say Elsa this week? Elsa. Elsa. Um, Frozen. Elsa, just remember yes, Frozen. Elsa. You're right. The blonde girl. Um, he and Elsa were flirting like crazy, and she was, and like, she oh. was flirting hard back. Yeah. Like it was not one sided. It wasn't one sided, and she was like, "Oh, I'm kind of into this." And her mom noticed it, Ms. Faith Hill, and was like, "Huh, I don't love it, but I don't hate it because it's natural." And actually, maybe I feel bad that I'm taking my daughter out to you know the mm-hmm. range. Uh, what do you call the range home home on the, the range, range. Yeah. yeah they're on the range okay i would and then also we got tim mcgraw being like hey it's okay if you want to court my daughter just yeah. like don't get handsy and don't break her heart and i just like really felt like we were almost in a sort of evolved like i thought they were gonna get mad yeah but i like it that they're yeah. like you can date her but don't break her heart don't break don't yeah. break her heart and don't you know Knock her up, and don't basically. be handsy and then he was like what does being handsy mean <laughs> and then he was like i was joking i'm so sorry sir i was kidding <laughs> but i like it i yeah, like it this cute. like parent daughter relationship where they're not being like oh you can't do anything because obviously that's not the world they're in yeah and exactly i just like really there are just a lot of things i really liked in this yeah it's definitely more progressive than you really thought it would yeah be. I mean, but like I, I get I it because they had the to be. Yeah, not yeah, they had to be Lauren. though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they had like, to be, and that's why that's why they were like, "You can court my daughter because he's young, yeah, he's cute, he's a nice kid." Sure, okay, yeah, 
he needs a bath, but you know, that's fixable. <laughs> that's fixable. And like, and I uh, yeah. really liked the scene where like Elsa's watching her mom on the horses and like, and being like, I never thought of my mom as a woman who like had dreams, but now I realize that she did. Yeah. And now I'm like seeing her as a person. Cause that's always a weird moment when you're growing up and you like see your parents as people. Yeah. It is a really interesting experience. It also occurs to me, Lauren, that, so we are both recording these, um, this from our respective parents' homes. And we probably should have gotten our dads to watch the show with us. And Oh, yeah. We us. should have. Oh, don't you think? Like, we should have. is peak dad show. and uh, It really is. I feel like we really should have. We missed an opportunity there, but that's okay. <laughs> my dad's been busy re-watching The Mandalorian the whole time I've been here. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. No, my dad was like, I want to see that prequel, 1883. And I was like, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> Not only can you watch it, you can listen to my podcast well, about a dad. Okay, how about in the how about how about in the next few days we make our dads watch at least one episode and then we report back with I their will, thoughts. Yes, Pete's corner. We'll do it. I thought that would be very <laughs> funny. I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I okay. good plan. So back to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, guys, it's Christmas. What well, I don't it's Christmas. know. Christmas. We fine. have. We don't need it. We don't need an outline. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. No, but so this episode was called River. And Elsa talks in the beginning in the voiceover about how there's one thing that man and beast fears, and it's river. But I don't know that the river itself was really the cause of any conflict this episode. No, so it really it was like, wasn't. It's kind of a confusing title to me. Well, it was like they showed Thomas like trying like going across the river with a horse and he's like, yeah, the wagon won't really won't really do this. But it was kind of and then there was a little bit of conflict with Sam Elliott and Tim McGraw about like, which way do we go? And they argued about it. But then after that, they kind of forgot about the river. Yeah. And then they were like, we're just going to go. So, yeah, I'm not really sure what happened with that. I understand what metaphor they were going for, but I felt like it maybe wasn't carried through. Yes. And I fully get it. Like, yeah, rivers are complicated when you got to get across a river. Yeah. But I also feel like they're kind of like you would kind of want to meet a lot of rivers because that's where you're going to find water and wildlife. Yes. Shade, plants, you know. Yeah. I feel like that could have been a better written (laughs) metaphor. Listen, we appreciated this episode. However, the metaphor needed a little bit more extension throughout the I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this episode in general, um, it was exciting. Um, It gave us some fun character moments for Mm -hmm. these people. Because now that we have this exposition out of the way, we can kind of see how they actually are and how they actually interact with each other. And I thought that was really exciting and um and you know one of the things with quote-unquote prestige tv is that you get more time with characters and sometimes Mm -hmm. like for example in the last season of succession it was a lot more character moments versus action um but here in in this episode i thought it, it was a lot of action yet we still did learn a lot about the characters and i really appreciated that I would say that's a, a lot of the way that Yellowstone is, where it's a lot of character moments where you kind of go, go a whole episode and you're like, nothing really happened. But like, I spent a lot of time with all these people and I understand them better. 
Yeah. So I get, I kind of get that that's what they're doing. I also really appreciated getting to know more of the immigrants because in the first two episodes, it was kind of like the immigrants over there. Right. But now we're like meeting them and seeing how Sam Elliott and La Monica are treating them. Mm-hmm. And like, they're brutal when they have to be, yeah. but they're like still treating them as like people, which is nice. Yeah. Because last week it was a little bit those people. Mm-hmm. Over there. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that the, you know, Sam Elliott at the end of the episode was like, okay, so I can either lead you or I can police you, but I can't do both. You can police mm-hmm. yourselves or I can police you, but you know, this is how I deal with things. So you need to just decide to do better. Basically it was like, a, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It's kind of yeah. the point of that speech. And I don't, and I would not want to disappoint Sam Elliott. No, I know. Wouldn't you feel like such a failure? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> That's why the gypsy lady was so like, oh, I'll be his wife. Cause he's so, yeah. he's so competent. I like her and I would like to see more of her. I liked her too. Yeah, I, mean, I think we will because she's like listed in the main characters oh, when you look on the internet. Interesting. Another her name is inter- internet. Her name knows. is Noemi. Noemi. Oh, great. Did we hear her name? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Yes, they said it at one point. What? But I only noticed because I had read her name previously. Oh, I would not have go. noticed. <laughs> I mean, I think in real, it's one of those things where, like, in real life, you don't say people's names all the time, but you do enough that yeah <laughs> I don't think the show has said people's names enough <laughs> yeah I agree <laughs> like hey Tim McGraw you know what's his name and the way his name is James <laughs> and the way but and like a lot of shows will be like hey sis hey bro <laughs> hey uncle <laughs> and in this and we didn't even know that that one woman who died in the second episode was Tim McGraw's sister because he didn't call her sis. <laughs> yeah. I just need people to say more names on this show. That's why I got Thomas because they were like, Sam Elliott was like, Thomas. He's they did it. say Thomas a lot. And yeah. I was like, okay, good. Now I have a character name. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They did say Thomas a lot this episode. Yeah. I just really, I really team Thomas. I don't know what, why the, I don't know what game we're playing the teams are playing, but I'm on team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, we're generally all on the same team because they're all going together. Yeah. Right? This, this Oregon <laughs> yeah. trail. I just like know. him. And I think he yeah, should have more to do. Yeah. And he's very handsome as we established. He he's is our hot so, cowboy of the week. So handsome. Hot yeah. cowboy of the week. Hot cowboy Will anyone week. ever defeat him? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll find out. Yeah, exactly. We don't know. So <laughs> another thing that, you know, this show, I think you'd mentioned did does better than Yellowstone really is the female characters and Mm -hmm. this gypsy lady Noemi right that's what you said her name Mm -hmm. was Noemi Noemi was really kind of an example of so we didn't get too much with her yet but she's intriguing and Mm -hmm. it seems like she's going to have to really take on a more traditionally masculine role to take care of her boys and yeah i just think it's going to be interesting yeah to watch this widow figure this out because she's clearly never had to do anything before yeah and she seemed very helpless and then these two men are like okay 
I'm going to tell it, watch out for you, but I'm actually going to teach you how to do these things. I'm not going to just mm-hmm. you know, swoop in and take care of them. You know, Thomas takes the horses down to drink and then he brings them back and he's like, okay, so this, if you don't want them to run off, here's how you do it. Do you know how to tie this knot? Do you know what figure eight means? And he, and he showed her how to do it. And I think that that we're going to get definitely more of that from her. And I'm really intrigued and, and, you know, and we're seeing Elsa kind of come of age, but also, you know, drive the Mm -hmm. cattle and, and take on those roles. And so she's learning with that. And, you know, we obviously know that Faith Hill in general, her character, obviously is not like all the other girls we learn. She drinks Mm -hmm. coffee. Okay. But she um, rides horses, she rides horses. But, you know, this is not a, a place for traditional gender roles as we, yeah. as we would think. Um, and so I'm, I find that very exciting. Yeah. I also just like love Faith Hill. Every scene with her, I was just like really enjoying this. She was yeah. really delightful. She was really delightful. I also really love the scene uh, just of her and, and Tim McGraw just... Mm-hmm. chatting about their daughter and about the day and being loving. And I was like, Oh, they're really good at this. Obviously. Yes. They are married in real life and they do that <laughs> in real life, but, but sometimes, really good. <laughs> sometimes that chemistry doesn't come across on screen. That's true. When you're already together, but like, it really, like, I really find their characters believable as well as their real life marriage. <laughs> Exactly. No, I really liked it. I, th- I thought it was great. Yeah. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Is there anything else that you kind of thought that maybe they were hinting at this week or, you know, introducing us to? Well, I think the the thing with the immigrants is going to be really interesting because they there's kind of a conflict between whether like they you know, Sam Elliott is their boss or if they have hired him, you know, cause they're, they, they don't seem to understand how much <laughs> like what's at stake here. And like, they think they can do it on their own. They said that at one point and he's like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even their leader was like, guys, no, no, we need, we need him. We need Sam yeah. Elliott. Yeah. They're like, he just has horses. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so so that I think will be a really interesting thing to watch. Yeah. Kind of see how big of characters all of those people become. Absolutely. And then seeing these women kind of slip into these new roles is very exciting Mm -hmm. to me. And I think that is one of the things that I found so interesting about this episode was just how seamlessly it kind of happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, do you, are you kind of feeling a little bit of a sense of like, we're playing Oregon trail of like how many people are going to get left behind, or like right. die of dysentery. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It'd be interesting to know, you know, how many people they start out with and how many people they're going to end up with. I'm sure that is, yeah. that they will tell us at some point throughout the season or, but yeah, I think another thing that we were talking about in the first episode was where is this leading to? When are we going to get to that scene with the arrow from the very beginning of the mm-hmm. show? Are they going to get to Oregon in one season? Maybe not. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. 
I also wonder why they titled the show 1883 because like, I feel like this, like, is the entire series going to take place in one year? That is a great question. Is it, it is currently 1883 in the show. Right. Yeah. So. That's a great question. Know. Yeah. I'm very interested in that. <laughs> like, cause I don't know of any other show that's named a year, one specific year. Yeah. Also, I do at the end of this, I do want to recommend some books if other people really enjoy that decade randomly. <laughs> yes, I love it. Well, let's play a quick game of ta- Taylor Sheridan Bingo. Lauren, let's yes. go. Okay. okay. I also have one to add um, that I didn't think of last Perfect. week, but that one is um, starting the episode with something really violent. Yeah. Happening because it happens a lot. It's how the Yellowstone pilot began. It's how the Yellowstone season four premiere began. And it's how the, the yeah. Yeah. This show began with violence. This, this episode began <laughs> with episode. Like a whole montage of people dying. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got that. Um, we had men getting revenge. And in their favorite yes. way that they love to get revenge by beating people up. Yes. We didn't really have any law enforcement unless you count. um Thomas and Shay as law enforcement giving questionable justice, which like again, (laughs) breaking those men's wagon. Yeah. I mean, Um, a woman almost, I don't think any women almost got assaulted this week, which was nice. Lovely. Love when women don't get assaulted. Love that. (laughs) Love it. We did have men saving a woman and like helping her, but that's fine. We liked that. No, I'm not mad at that. Um, A person or animal is mercy killed. That did happen in the montage. Yep. Cowboy, um, wisdom. cowboy, cowboy wisdom. There was, there were multiple. Yeah. One from Thomas about, um, sometimes when you have two leaders, you don't have any. Yeah. And it's which true. is true. That's good. That's a good advice. Yeah. And then James taking his little son out deer hunting was like very cute. And like, very. I've never, I've never thought of a hunting scene as cute before, but it was so cute. Yeah. It was adorable. And him being like, we have to say thank you to the deer. <laughs> and the son's like, wait, but isn't the deer dead? He can't eat <laughs> And he's like, no, we thank him anyway. It was nice. It was really. It was really cute. But him talking about like, you know, when you kill something, you're kind of more animalistic and you have to find the balance between being a man and being an animal. And I just really liked that. Yeah. Sometimes good. I really like the cowboy wisdom. Sometimes it's questionable. Sometimes you're like, what does that mean? But this week, some good cowboy wisdom. Very good cowboy wisdom. Yeah. And then I don't think anyone really criticized Margaret or Elsa. I think everyone at this point is kind of impressed by them and like, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Exactly. And then we and then, cowboys will be cowboys with the, uh, yeah. the little object of Elsa's affection. Yeah, and his little friend, and he claimed he was like, "Oh, there's one for each of us," and he's like, "Uh, no, <laughs> he's married." <laughs> Don't you dare try to take Faith Hill from Tim McGraw. Yeah, please. Okay, so I want to hear some book recommendations, and this so this show takes place in 1883, obviously, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. You have noticed, Lauren, that you have been reading a lot of books that weirdly take place in the 1880s. Yeah. And like I've said before, that weirdly, that's like a genre I'm very into. Like, give me like men and women solving mysteries in the 1880s for some reason. 
yeah. it's like a decade that I really enjoy. Also realized I was realizing earlier that I was in Jack the Ripper in 1888 oh, yeah. was active. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's just like an interesting time. Um, so if you like want to hear, want to see like what things might've been like in other parts of the world. Um, one of my favorites is Veronica Speedwell by Deanna Rayburn. That series um, takes place in the 1880s. And it's about like a, another woman who's not conforming to gender roles in London where she's like, a, she's like a butterfly hunter who like lost her parents and now she's just like this cool lady who travels around the world and now she solves mysteries with this really hot guy who kind of like has pirate vibes love that love Love it yeah highly recommend and then the other one is the rose gallagher mysteries by aaron Lindsay, and it's about um an irish maid who in new york in the 1880s who like is in love with her boss who's like this hot mysterious guy Okay. And that one is a little more supernatural, but there's also Ooh. one of the books. One of the books takes place in Montana in the 1880s. Oh, and cool. Teddy Roosevelt is a character. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's also really fascinating to think about this era in history. So we have these mm-hmm. pioneers going down across the Oregon Trail. Then mm-hmm. we have 20, you know, 20 years after the Civil War. So like things yeah, were exactly kind of crazy. We have, um, you know, victorian era london and you know mm-hmm. it, it's just interesting it's interesting well it's just like crazy like high civilization in some places and then like completely untouched land in other places and then like lots of issues with native americans and like being put on reservations it just like it's just kind of a fascinating time yeah that i've somehow become <laughs> attached No, I love it. I think it really is interesting. And yeah, I mean, in conclusion, you know, to wrap up this week's episode, we really liked it. It was a really interesting and really enjoyed it. Really moved the plot along. I I, you know, A plus, great work. Good job, Taylor. Really, really (laughs) had a great time. So yeah, that's it for this week. We hope you like our new recap show. If you do, please feel free to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and also now on Spotify. And then hit us up. If you don't, yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't like it, you know, just go about your day. But also, why did you listen to the whole thing? I don't know. Um, yeah, and then please also hit us up on Twitter at Hygiene and at Lauren Peaster, especially if you have book recommendations if you yes disagree if anyone agree. knows any more yeah any other books. books about cool people in the 1880s <laughs> anywhere, in the anywhere in the world anywhere in the world yeah anywhere anywhere in the world because we're really cool we love history um and no, but it books. is interesting and, books. <laughs> <laughs> and we might consult our dads to see what what the yeah. dad opinion of the show is mm-hmm. or if your dad out there uh, please tweet us. Let us know what you think. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Exactly. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye. <laughs>